Turn with me, if you would, to the 11th chapter of John, our text this morning. And uh, I talked to uh, Josh early in the week, and um, the pastor had asked me here a couple of months ago uh, to give him some dates to preach. And fortunately for me, I've been staying busy and keeping the dots connected. I had a great day yesterday because Oklahoma didn't play. <laughs> and, um, but he had talked to me a couple of months ago about preaching, and, and I've been busy to the point that I, I, I just didn't feel um, prepared to, to, to say yes because of what was going on in the week. And again, when you're talking to family, you, you just don't want to put anything together and, and put it on the table and, and say eat it. So when Josh called me early in the week, said they were going to spend some time doing some strategic thinking for 2022, and, and um, you know, anytime you pastor a church, and I've been, a, been on staff of a church before, so I've kind of gotten an up-close-and-personal look at, at how music teams and worship teams and leadership teams in churches what they have to do to plant, to, to prepare and plan for a year. And, and if you don't, you know, if you take it lightly, you're, you're going to be unprepared and your, your sheep are not going to be fed properly. So I am grateful that a Pastor and Josh and those that they're consulting and visiting with, that they're preparing to, to feed us into the 2022 year. And um, I, I, I also am, am, am thankful that um, um, God has put on the hearts of Bishop Hawkins to remind us of the importance of not just being a large congregation, but a large family. That, that's extremely, extremely important. And so... The subject of my message this morning is Welcome to Quest Church. Welcome to Quest Church. The text this morning is John 11, 38 through 45, and, 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 and this is the only chapter in Scripture that is, that is totally committed to the miracle of raising someone from the dead. And uh, beginning in verse uh, 38, Jesus was still angry as he arrived um, at the tomb. A cave with, and I'm going to have to pick this up so I can see it a little bit better. Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the, at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone away. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you you would see God's glory if you believe? 
So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for uh, hearing me. You, you always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in, in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Many of the people who were with, uh, were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. I started to bring my reading glasses, but I thought I could do it without them. Welcome to Quest Church. You know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. We do a lot of stuff, a lot of things here at Quest Church. We want everyone that comes to us, that attends our church, everyone that unites in fellowship with us, we want them not just to be familiar with our processes, our systems, our classes, our, 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 our um, 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 Q small groups. You say it. <laughs> Q groups. But we want people to meet Jesus. We want them to have a personal, intimate relationship with Christ. We want folks to know and to leave Quest Church saying, Jesus is a big deal there. Man, he, 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 he is really a big deal at Quest Church. We want to clothe ourselves in, in Christ so that people will say they make much of him at Quest Church. We want to present the kingdom excellently, and, and excellence doesn't mean opulence. Excellence just means that we want to remove the obstacles that would normally be there so people will see Jesus well. We want to move the obstacles so that the members of Quest Church, when you unite with us, you can see Jesus well. So you can experience him in as much fullness as possible. And that's why we, we do what we do. And we, we, we do it as well as, 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 as we should, and, and, um, it, and, and if we don't do it as well as we should, we're working on it. You be, be patient with us so that when we finish what we do, you will see Jesus and not us, not J.C., not Bishop Hawkins. And because you see Jesus and and, 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 and not us, you want to be a part of the environment that helps other people do the same with us. Which means you want to be a member at Quest Church. You want to join Quest Church. And by the way, I, I, my wife is usually sitting next to me there with, with Pat. And just so you guys don't get cynical, she's working in the nursery. It's not because she says, I've heard him preach many times. <laughs> She's actually working in, in the nursery. I thought I needed to point that out. <laughs> now, there's other places in the metropolitan area and around the country that 
do this better than we do. But that doesn't hurt Bishop Hawkins' feelings. It's it's not about competition. It's not about trying to outdo anybody else. I'm grateful there are other places that's doing this because we need others to do this without impediment because we need their influence. God, good, good churches are great things, and they, and they need to be in every community, every state, wherever we go. There, there, there's no way Quest Church can do what we do in every community. So God multiplies his influence in other communities and in other places, and we love the church wherever it expresses itself, whereby people can see Jesus with no impediments. We love the church. But there's a part that I have to play. There's a part that you have to play. There's a part that, that, that we, we, have to, we have to play. We should work really hard to express who Jesus is in the world and make it so attractive that other people want to be a part of the expression to the world. We unapologetically want folks to be a part of us here at Quest Church. I make no apologies about that. I make no bones about that. I want people to come to Quest Church. I am grateful that this young man could have gone to any church in the metropolitan area today. He came to Quest Church. He came to visit us, to see us. And, and you know, I don't, I don't know if there's a more pressing time in my lifetime. I don't know if there's a more pressing time in my lifetime for Jesus to be presented to the world. And, and, and over the last three or four years, I, I, I've, I've seen Christ pre- presented in, 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 a, in, in ways that, that, that people see that and, and they get confused and, 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 and they say, that doesn't sound like Jesus and it doesn't look like uh, 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 Jesus, they, they say they're Christians, but that doesn't sound right. That, that doesn't look right. Something they've said or done, it doesn't look like something Jesus would say or do. So let's try and be the best we can corporately. So everyone out there will say, when they come to Quest Church, That is the best representation of Jesus I've seen. Not not the best, but the best representation of Jesus I've seen. There may be folks better than us, but we're striving for excellence to wipe out the barriers folks are seeing Jesus well that keeps them from seeing Jesus well, and we want folks to encounter Christ. So encountering Christ... Experiencing community and extending the kingdom. That's, that, that's our mission here at Quest Church. So encountering Christ is what I've just shared with you. The second is experiencing community. When, when, when people come to Quest Church and people at Quest Church, we want them to understand what family and, and, and what it means to be in relationship with other people. You know, I, I've, I've come in 
contact with thousands of people every week almost. And, and, and I think the worst thing that I can have people say about me as a Christian is, is say, you know, I, I, I don't mind meeting J.C. I didn't mind meeting J.C. Watts or I didn't mind meeting Gino or I, I didn't mind meeting Chief or I didn't mind meeting Jason, but don't think I want to hang out with him. You know, at, at work, when, you, when people are around the water fountain and, 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 and they see the Christian coming and they say, oh, here comes a Christian. And, and they don't want to have any parts of that. You know, I, I tell you, we need people to know what it means to be in relationship with people. And once you're in, choose as best you can not to, re, not to leave the relationship. We don't want people to leave us because we invest money and resources and, and time and, 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 and prayer. We want people to overlook our flaws and when we make a mistake and to hang in there with us. We don't want everyone to abandon us and go off with their own individual story why they can't hang out with us. They get together and <laughs> with their own individual stories and fellowship around our flaws. We want that, but we don't want to be that. We expect it from others, but we feel it's too much to expect it from ourselves. We know we're nice and we know we're good and why folks can't figure it out with us. We don't understand and the same folks are saying the same thing about us. We say it about one another, and then the body of Christ is splintered. There's air. It, 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 we become distant from, from, from one another with, with, with other churches, with, with other uh, congregations. We are as close as can be until the next offense. Friends, let me tell you. In the church, we should be drawn to offense. You know, we, we, we've had an interesting um, two years. The pandemic and people are having to, you know, we're having to worship in their home and schools were in their home and, 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 um, and, and the work was in their home. And I mean, it was a lot under one roof. And people were spiritually exhausted and, 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 and mentally worn out. And, 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 and people would get on Facebook and, and Instagram and, and, and text different things. And just crazy stuff would come out. And, and we've heard it said with somebody that, man, these are the worst of times. And let me remind you, the church should be best and worse. Man, people should look to us to say, I, I want spiritual healing. I want emotional healing. I, 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 I want relief. I want to know how to, how to find peace in the craziness that we've dealt with during the pandemic. We should be the best and worse. How many, how many people 
I, I was talking to Pat before the service started, and, and I, I said, how long has Carrie and Monica been here, and how long have you guys been here? And, and, and I said, uh, Joe, how, let me ask you, how many people came from Norman Tabernacle by way of harvest to Quest Church, and, and you've been here for 10 years or more? Let me see a show of hands. Take, take a good look at, at, the, at these people. How many of you came, was a part of Norman Tabernacle? Okay, there's a, a few. I, I know, okay, I, I know the McGregors and, and, and I see some hands. You know, let me tell you, if you've been here 10, ten years or more, you understand long. These people have done long well. Ten years or more. These folks have walked with people that's come through this congregation. They've walked with people. And it's not because they're any different than you or me. It's not because we're, we're any different than you or, or we do better, better than you. We are flawed. We are fallible. We, we, we are just as much the children of Adam and Eve as you are. Our flesh stinks just the same. And the only difference is we choose not to give in to it. I, 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 I know most of the people whose hands have gone up. Over the years, they've chosen not to give in to the bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness that wants to take root. Instead, we pull from our, our, our tool belts and, and, and we offer forgiveness and we give love and we give kindness and we give grace. And we press through it and figure out how to bring the cross here, how to bring the cross here to Quest Church as a family and fight through it to see what love looks like on the other side. That, that's, that's what makes believers different. We offer forgiveness when we don't want to, but we know we're being obedient to God. We turn the other cheek when we, we want to punch back because we know that's being obedient to God. Those tools that we have in our toolbox, we use them. That's what family is. You know, it's the only way that we can exist when you don't have the same DNA or the last name. And, and sometimes it's the only way you can exist if you, exist if you have the last name. <clears throat> so Quest Church seeks to be not just a big congregation but a big family. We want you to experience family and community when you come to Quest Church. Our pastor, our leadership team, our volunteers, our, our prayer warriors, they work hard for it. The, 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 the small groups, I can't get that word out, Q groups, Q groups about marriage and Q groups about life and, and, and about wellness and, and, and all the things about men, all the things that, that, that we do here fall festivals. Q 
groups gone country. I mean, quest gone country. <clears throat> and and I, I'm, and Gino, I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for, for, for quest church gone Motown. <laughs> you know, I, I, Gino, do a little Stevie and. The lady can do a little, little, little uh, patty. <laughs> Jamie do a little Aretha. <laughs> I got it all figured out. I, you can find the Gladys. I, I, I'll be a pip. <laughs> T.W., I think we can talk T.W. into it. Yeah, I think we ought to do Quest Church Gone Motown. So again, let me get back on that. So after we understand, after we encounter Christ, we understand what family and community looks like. And then the third thing, we want to extend the kingdom. After we encounter Christ, we experience community. Even in the midst of conflict, we want people to... Uh, um, we, we want to present to the world what it looks like for them to do the same thing. And it's not just window dressing and, and, and come and see, although that's a part of outreach. You know, we, we, we want people to come and see. That, that's a part of it. We want folks to come and see as they pass by. That's important. But primarily, Jesus said, go. Go ye into all the land and preach the gospel, making fishers of men. That's, that's our primary responsibility. To come and see and come and join us and come and take a peek and, and, and you know, look behind the curtains. That, that's important. That's a, part of, that's a part of outreach. But the primary reason, primary mission is to go. Go ye into all the land and preach the gospel, making fishers of men. And, you know, I, I, I've all my, I guess since I was about eight or nine years old, I've been around fishing. I don't consider myself a fisherman, and, and by no means would I ever say I am a professional fisherman. But I have been around fishing. I used to go fishing with my grandmother, and her and her friends would sit on the banks of Eufaula for five or six hours and catch four or five fish. And I just thought there's a better way to spend four or five hours. And, and, and so I, I, and occasionally I'll go fishing and I've got a little place down in Eufaula and I've got the, the ponds stocked with catfish and I'll go fishing and my grandson and I went fishing together for a couple of days last summer and, and, and I'll do it maybe once or twice a year, if that. I was with Jimmy Houston last weekend at, at the Texas Tech game a week ago yesterday, and, and Jimmy Houston said, you need to come, to my, come down to my place and we'll go fishing. And, and, and I said, you know, I would love that. I would love to know how to fish. I've never had anybody teach me how to fish. And there is a way that you're supposed to do it other than just throwing your fish line out there and expecting fish to grab on. And, and I said, I'd love to come, come down there and you show me how to do it the right way. So I'm not a fisherman, and I'm no professional fisherman, but I've been around fishing enough to know this. My grandmother used to fish with, with, with those old cane poles. 
Rod and reels were too expensive. They didn't believe in that. They did the old cane poles. And, and then people fish with rod and reels. I am enough of a fisherman to know this. I've never seen a fishing pole that would shoot. God says we should be fishers of men. But you know what we do? We say, you don't fish the way I fish. Bang! You don't worship the way we worship. Bang! You don't look the way we look. Bang! You, you don't pray the way we think you should pray because you're not formal enough and you don't say, our dear Father in heaven. Bang! We become hunters of men rather than fishers of men. We intentionally want to extend the kingdom. You know, we, and, and, and we want to pour into people. I, I remember here about four or five years ago, we were, the church that Frank and I belonged to in, uh, in Virginia, we were talking about, you know, sharing the gospel and pouring into people. And, and, and so we went to a restaurant, one, one of our favorite restaurants up there in northern Virginia. We went to this restaurant to eat. And this young lady came by that was waiting on us. And, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what the pastor suggested. And, and I felt led to do it, but he had also reminded us. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to witness to her before the night's gone before I leave so I asked her a name and got to know her a little bit and and you know we were nice as we always are because we represent Christ when we even when we're at the restaurant eating and so we were talking and we would kind of you know banny back and forth when she'd come and you know fill up our glass or glass of water a glass of tea and and so when finally she brought us the ticket we gave her the ticket we I mean we gave her the credit card we paid and and then I said and and I, I I actually don't remember her name I think her name was, was Sonia and I, and I said Sonia I said how can we pray for you and and when you do that people are going to do one or do two things one they're going to be stunned because they may be stunned because nobody's ever asked them can I pray for you and unless they've had something that's happened in the last two hours or the last two days they're rambling through their mind trying, oh, what, what, yeah, I'd I like for them to pray, but, but what, what do I want them to pray about? And, and, and this young lady, her eyes started to, to, to fill with tears, and she said, yes, sir. She said, my friend um, has a daughter that's not doing well. She's in the hospital, and I hope you'll pray for her. I said, Sonia, you trust that we're going to pray for your, your friend. And I said, Lord, I, I just pray that you would reveal yourself and make yourself real to Sonia and her friend and, and, and her friend's daughter tonight. Pouring into people. That, that, that's what God expects us to do. Pour, pour, pour into people. We have a responsibility to win people to Christ. You don't have to be a Bible scholar or a renowned evangelist. You don't have to be a theologian. You, you don't have to be a, a, a pastor like Bishop Hawkins. We, we put so much pressure on our pastor to, to, to do the witnessing, to, to do the selling, if you will. And we say, hey, that's our pastor job. No, we, as I said at the outset, we have a part to play. Amen. 
All we need is a story. I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to embarrass this guy, and I didn't tell him, but I thought about him last night, and I didn't tell him I was going to mention him this morning in and, 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 and my, and my message. But, but Jason, I, I'm, I'm telling you, that guy, he, he, has, he had no idea they were my sons. He has, my sons came and uh, came to Quest Church, and Jason had no idea who they were. And man, for about 90 seconds, he was telling them his story. They were so impressed with his witness. Man, Jason, when I came to this church, Jason had no idea who I was. Man, he just came to me and started telling me his story. If you've asked Christ to come into your heart and be your personal Savior, you have a story. And that's all that is required. Just have a story. Say, hey, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. And he wants to do it for you. All you need to do is just trust him. I, I, and, and, and say to him, hey, look, I can just hear Pat and and, and Brother Kerry, because I've gotten to know him a little bit, and they just, they're just the kind of people that says, I, I can't walk your journey for you, but I'm going to walk it with you. That, that's, 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 what we, that's how we pour into people. That's how we, we, we get to, to in, in invite people into our environment to, to, to let them know we're concerned about you and here at Quest Church. We may not do it better than everybody else, but we're working on it. And, 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 and we may not be the best, but we take what we do seriously. This is what Jesus did for me, and he'll do it for you. That's what we see in John 11, the 11th chapter of John. Lazarus, the friend of Jesus, has died. He's, he's gotten word from his sisters Mary and Martha that Lazarus was, was sick. And, 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 and they said, please come. The man whom you love is sick. Now, now, they wouldn't have sent a message to Jesus if Jesus had just a migraine headache or if he had the common cold. I mean, he, he had an illness that it was life-threatening. He, he was, he was going to die. They said, we need you to come. Jesus got the message and, 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 and basically said, yeah, let's hang out here for a few days. Now, the disciples being cynical and being human, I can, I can just imagine, you know, the, that they were saying, they were thinking, whoa, 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 hang out here for a few days. Jesus, this is the guy, this is your friend, the guy that you love, and, and, and they need you to come now. You, you want to hang out here for a few days? Martha has, they, they have fed us lunch, and we've been in their home when we were in Jerusalem. They, they took care of us, and, and, and you don't want to go, you don't want to go now? This is a friend that you love. And then again, the cynicism of, 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 of the disciples, I can imagine, they were saying, is this how you treat your friends? Jesus, this is your friend. You, you love him. Is, is, this how you, is this how you treat your friends? Maybe we should rethink Jesus. And then after the cynicism really sets in, they say, 
we think we're going to rethink Jesus. Maybe, maybe we're on the wrong track here. Maybe we're following the wrong guy. But let me ask you this. Has that ever been you? Has it ever been me? When we say, you, 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 I can't believe you didn't do what I wanted you to do. When I want you to, wanted you to do it. I can't believe you didn't show up, Jesus, when I needed you the most. I can't believe it. Who are you? Friends, let me encourage you. If you don't hear anything else that I tell you this morning, let me encourage you to know this. In those times, God always, always has something better. Always has something better. Our cynicism, our myopia sets in. It, 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 it sets us up for disbelief and unbelief, and, and it destroys our faith wall. And sometimes our prayer simply has to be, dear God, I can't see your hand in this, but I trust your heart. I, I, I trust you. I don't understand this. I, I don't like it. And things are not just dark. They've gotten darker, but I trust you. I trust you. Jesus gets word back that Lazarus has died. And then he says, let's go see him. Now these cynical disciples are thinking, go sing. Jesus, he's dead. Didn't you read the Jerusalem Times? The obituary? He's dead. Why, why, why are we going to sing? Jesus says, yes, oh, but the glory of God is about to be revealed. He walks up, Martha meets him and says, if you, if, 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 if you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's in verse 21. Mary meets him and says the same thing in verse, 30, um, um, verse 32. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection, the life, those who believe in me, when they die and, and shall, shall live. Now, Jesus is so affected by this. When he arrives at the tomb, he's weeping. And, and, and I read commentary surrounding this. Folks around him, they interpreted his weeping as Oh, he loves Lazarus so much. He's so hurt by the death of Lazarus. Let me give you something to think about. If Jesus knows he's about to raise him from the dead and he's going to go to dinner with Lazarus tonight, why would he be weeping? Why, why, would, he, why would he be crying? I think he's crying because he's been with these people now for almost three years. They have seen him do supernatural things, raise people from the dead, make the blind to see. And they're still doubting him. And, and this wasn't about, wasn't about Jesus, but it was about the pain he felt when all he had done, all they had seen him do, they didn't believe him. Friends, I believe one of Christ's greatest desires is for us to believe him. Just believe me about your finances. Crystal talked about the tithe. Let me tell you, God, you know, I, 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 I give my 10%. I, 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 we just got into a habit. We, we give our 10% and we, we do more than 10% um, in the year with our tithes and offerings. But we, we do our 10% and we say, Lord, we trust you to take care of our needs. 
with what we have left. Amen. He comes to the tomb and he says, roll away the stone. Now, let, let me say to you again, I've attended funerals, I've officiated funerals, I've, I've I honestly don't like to attend funerals, but out of respect for the deceased, is usually somebody that you know and somebody that you care for. It, 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 it's a loved one. I've been to graveyards for burials and graveside services, and, and both are tough. Um, I, I, I don't like graveyards. I, I'm, I, just, I don't like them. I don't care to be there. But Jesus, he loves to hang out in graveyards. <laughs> and, and the reason is because therein lies the best candidate for his work, you and me. He comes to our graves. I'm grateful that Jesus came to my grave. We're, we're, we're dead in our sins, and I could not get out of my grave. I could not think myself out. I could not work myself out. I could not self-improve my way out. I needed help beyond me. We need help beyond us. He hung out at my grave, and he's hanging out, at, hanging out at your grave. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, he's there. He believes you are one of the best candidates to do his will. And once you come out, you are going to be so much different and so much better than when you went in. Jesus transforms lives. I've seen him take drug addicts and alcoholics, change their lives overnight. Overnight. To this day, I'm stunned. I, I am moved. How God can transform a life. Then he says, move the stone. Now, someone that makes the blind to see and raises the dead, performs all sorts of miracles, which means he disrupts the natural order of things. Don't you think he could have said, swipe right, swipe left? The stone would have been moved. But he said, told the people there, he said, move the stone. He said, you all move the stone. And the reason I believe he said that is you and I need people to help us. Yes, Remove the stones or impediments in our lives, in our yes. witness. We need family. We need community. We need Quest Church to assist in that effort. Friends, that's a part of our mission. That's, that, that's who we are. That's what God called us to do. Christ didn't, didn't, didn't need to remove the stone to raise Lazarus from the dead. He did it so when he was raised from the dead, other folks could see him. They needed to be out so others could see he really is alive, and we need others to help us move the stones, remove the impediments, because sometimes we can't see what's in the way. Proverbs 3, 7 says, be not wise in thine own eyes. I'm going to raise my hand before I ask the question, how many have been there before? 
Yeah. <laughs> Frankie says to me, I'll, <laughs> I'll go somewhere and I'll see an old high school friend. And I'll come home and, Chief, I'll say, man, I saw so-and-so this evening. And, man, he looks old. I said, he graduated the same year as us. And Frankie will remind me, Pat. She'll say, you look older than you think. <laughs> but see, we see ourselves every day. We don't see ourselves getting as old as everybody else. <laughs> she said, you look older than you think. Then Jesus said in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Said it in a loud voice so everyone could hear, so they would recognize the power of his voice. Couldn't have, have been, it, 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 you know, it, it, it couldn't have been easy for Lazarus because Lazarus was bound. Now, now think about this. I'm going to react this and in your minds. I think about this. Lazarus was bound on a 2,500-foot slab. And he was bound, and, and, and all of a sudden he opens his eyes and he says, I heard the voice of Jesus. And then he says, I'm alive. I'm alive. And he, he says, wow, that's been a long four days. I, I'm alive. I heard the voice of Jesus. He said, come forth. And Lazarus works his way up and, 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 and fights from that slab. And he, he's bound. And, and he finally figures out a way that he, he gets on his feet. But he, he's bound. And he says, I, 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 I can imagine him saying, I, I heard you, Jesus. I, I, I'm coming. I'm coming. G give, me, give, me, give me a few minutes. I, 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 I'm coming. And, and, and I don't know how long it took Lazarus to get to the entrance, but when he got to the entrance of that tomb, he said, unbind him. Educational moment. Friends, we can be Christians and we can be alive but we can still be bound. We can still be bound. We need people to help us get free. It's called discipleship. Discipleship. I've had people in my life disciple me. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, my wife, Faye Odell, Coach Jimerson, Calvin Millen, Reverend, Reverend Dan Harper, Sulphur Springs Baptist Church, you know, Reverend, Reverend John Lucas, Reverend J.D. Abernathy, Jerry Brown. I, I, I've had people disciple me. Names you don't know, but they mean the world to me. Because they helped me get free. They disciple me and help me get unbound. I'm going to close the next two minutes, and I want to say this to you, leave you with this. Whatever social stir Lazarus caused, he was a witness. And everyone 
everyone knew that he didn't do it himself. Everyone knew that. Lazarus saying, Lazarus was saying, all I know is I heard the voice of Jesus and I had to come out. I had to come out. Lazarus encountered Christ. He experienced what community is and he extended the kingdom with his witness. Friends, maybe you're here today and you've been in this church time and time again. If you've never asked Christ to come in your heart and be your personal Savior, I, I, that is my prayer for you today. God wants to unwrap you and help you be free. Maybe you're here today and you've asked Christ to come in your heart and, and be your Savior before, and, and, and you are bound with some things. You're bound with some things. Maybe you need to come to this prayer altar. Maybe, maybe you need to, to, to pray the prayer. If you've never asked Christ to come in your heart and be your personal Savior, I pray right where you are in the quietness of your heart that you'll pray this prayer after me. Dear God, Right where you are in the quietness of your heart. Dear God, I need you. I can't unbind myself. I need something beyond me to help me become who you want me to be. Maybe that's your prayer this morning. Friends, if you know Christ is your personal Savior and you're saying, J.C., what, what can we pray about? Pray for our church. Our pastor has prayed about revival. We, 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 have, we have prayed about revival. We have prayed about God extending our influence, not just in this community, but in this state and in the nation and in the world. Dear God, help us be the church that you want us to be. Give our pastor wisdom beyond his years. Give our, our, our praise team wisdom beyond their years to know the songs that will move us. You pray for our church. Pray that we'll help people encounter Christ, ex experience family, and that we would intentionally, intentionally, Extend the kingdom. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the time you've allowed us to share, to, to spend with each other this morning, looking into your word. And Father, we thank you so much that you're a miracle working God. Lord, that you disrupt natural orders to help your children get from point A to point Z. Father, we thank you for that. And, Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that's, uh, that prayed that prayer to ask Christ to come into their heart, be their personal Savior, Lord, I just pray that the room to my right and to their left, with the barn doors, that they'll go to those doors and, and they'll tell us, yes, we prayed that prayer. We ask Jesus to come into our heart. Lord, we all corporately thank you so much for Quest Church. And Lord, what you've allowed us to be and what you're going to allow us to be in this community, 
the state, the nation, and our world. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you.